Welcome to the Lee Woody Podcast, coming to you live from the New York City studios. Joe Injo Dirt, aka the camera guy, the occasional basketball player. You may see me on the court. Probably, you definitely will see me on the court in C Division. Maybe an appearance here and there when Team Dirt's kicking some ass in the B Division. And, of course, the GM of Team Dirt, who, by the way, we'll get into this a little later, heading back to a championship game, but we'll get into that in just a few moments. Riding solo in the studio. Nobody's here to join me. Um, The commish was unavailable to join me. He, I believe, is at a CYO championship basketball game, so good luck, coach. Um, Good luck, commish. I saw he was emceeing the event, so I'm sure um, the parents and the the children that are participating today are going to have a chuckle. Hopefully it's PG um, and and not what he does on the Instagram Live, even though that is highly, highly entertaining. Uh, Mason Mason never joins us. Um, Last I heard from Mason, he... He was drinking a, a few too many White Claws, and uh, that that has that has stirred up some controversy. So um, I hope Mason's safe. I hope he's all right. Um, and Rowan, last but not least, how can I forget about Rowan? Uh, Rowan's never here, just like Mason. Uh, I haven't heard from Rowan, um, and if I had to guess, Rowan's probably not in in good enough shape to even attempt. To call into the podcast or or even try to join me, even though he lives right down the road from our studios, but again, not that big of a deal. Not that big of a big of a deal. So here I am. You're gonna have to deal with me. You're gonna have to listen to me for probably the next I don't know twenty to thirty minutes. No guests. So what I'm gonna do on this podcast? We're gonna run through the playoffs: A division, B division, C division. Not in that order. Probably go B division, C division, A division. Regardless, run through it, let you know where, we, where we're at, some of my thoughts from the playoff action so far, but I can't believe, first of all, that the, the winter season is almost over, right? There's just so much basketball and so much overlapping. It flies by. It feels like, just like yesterday, Team Dirt was playing in the, the won the summer championship trophy, as well as Team Leewood. It feels like ages ago now. But here we are, most of the playoffs pretty much towards the end, right? You have, in the B division, Team Dirt going to a championship. They await the winner of TMS versus Tropics. In the C division, what do we got in the C division? In the C division, Team Heeb goes against Tuckahoe on one side of the bracket. And Big Jelly awaits the winner of Twerk versus G-Unit. So Big Jelly versus Twerker G-Unit. Winner of that game, championship bound. Winner of Tuckahoe, Team Heeb, championship bound for the C-Division. For the A-Division, obviously not as many teams. Obviously not that much to break down here. But you got Wakandas who won their first game, their first playoff game. They take on primetime. FMB versus Uptown Basketball, which, by the way, Uptown Basketball lost one of their best players, uh, Kyle. He's now playing overseas. I believe he signed with a team um, from Mexico, so he's obviously out. Great opportunity there for FMB. It's been solid. And the Chasers wait. The Chasers are waiting to see who they're going to get. But let's start with the B division, the best division. Let's talk about how we got to pretty much the final four. 
well, final three, there will only be two standing in, in just a couple of days. So first off, I thought this this year's playoff, especially in the B, has been pretty much chalk. And if you look at the, the seedings, right, I, I thought the biggest upset, and you, you can't see me in the studios right now, but I say upset in, in quotations because I really didn't think this was uh, that big of an upset, was the number five seed KS13 getting bounced in the first round by Bully Bowl. And the reason why I wouldn't even call this that big of a big of an upset, Isaiah Ward. Isaiah Ward is one of the best players in the entire league. He kept, he carried this team, first of all. And that's no disrespect to the other guys. Isaiah Ward carried this team. Unbelievable play. Athleticism, size, could create his own shot. Watching Isaiah Ward against KS13, which KS13 battled their asses off, no denying that. They re- and they had they had a lead there towards the end, but Isaiah Ward was just way too much. Too much to handle. But literally, I don't think this man got a single damn call from the officials nearly every single jump shot. And I have the pr- I have I have pictures to prove it. It's not coming out of a coming out of my rear end here. Getting hit on the elbow. I've I've never seen anything like it. And splashing it for the most for the most part. Such a talented player would be a tremendous pickup in the A for any team. He would be in his, a a really key player on the A div- in the A division. And there and Bully Ball plays pretty solid team basketball. And they have some good guys. They got some ballers on that team. But I'm picturing Ward surrounded by other really good basketball players. That team could be really, really scary. So Bully Bull takes down KS13. And he did everything possible to kind of keep his team alive. But it just wasn't enough to take down too much space. Matarumba, everyone's favorite player, Matarumba. Juwan, another great player who probably doesn't get enough respect from everyone in the league. Very solid player. And Nick Tuma, the general, the floor general. Can't forget about big Jimbo. Big body down low, always fighting. They were just too much. Too much good team basketball there from too much space that ended Bully Ball's run. Not too surprising, though. I didn't get a chance to check out this game because Team Dirt was playing. But I would assume they did everything possible to take Isaiah Ward out of that game. Difficult task. And on the offensive side, they must have played really well team basketball. And they're a good, they're a good team. They play great team basketball. Now, on the top part of that bracket... Tropics took down took down Sing Sing in the first round. And I got to give a little love to Sing Sing because they played their asses off in that game. And even though they ended up losing by 14 points, right? You look at the final score, you say, really? They played their asses off? That game was a lot closer than a 14-point game. 
They really fought to the end. The Tropics, though, are just so talented. There's there's no denying it. You can't you can't come on this podcast. You can't talk about Leewood basketball without talking about the Tropics. Kadani, Chris, Rome, Murph, Sal, Mike, Scarinci, Deuce. This team is really freaking good. And the biggest thing, other than, you know, the talent from top to bottom, their size. Rome, Murph, Big Mike, those are big boys. Excuse me. Those are grown-ass men. Forget about big boys. And Sing Sing really didn't have that big, or any big for that matter, to really hang with them down low. Especially since Sam, I'm pretty sure Sam, who's who's essentially their big, got himself into foul trouble, so that obviously didn't help. But, but shout-out to Sing Sing, because they played their asses off in that one. After that game, you had a rematch of what might have been the best game of the regular season, best game of the best game of the regular season. Tropics versus YSL. Epic regular season matchup. However, for YSL minus peep. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother podcast. We're not gonna get into that. But YSL, Jabor, Spence, Nikki Snipes. Matt Rowan, Tony Rogova. Who am I missing? This game was really good. And earlier on, again, this is another game that was played when uh, Team Dirt Team Dirt uh, played their semifinal game. But from glancing at the scoreboard early on. They go back to that size. I thought going into this matchup, size would have been a a real big problem for this team. Because they don't have a big. YSL doesn't have a big at all. They got three great guards, no big. And glancing at the scoreboard, scoreboard early, I think the Tropics were up Something along the lines of like 20 to 8. Something, uh, a substantial early lead. Not how you want to start against such a dominating team. But YSL, Spence. I think I forgot Spence. And that's now that, I, that now that I'm rethinking who the hell is their other player. I think I forgot Spence. And how the hell can I forget Spence? I, that's my fault. My, my bad, Spence. But Spence brought these guys back. They fought hard, and in the final minutes of that game, that was a one-possession game, where Spence misses a three, next possession, Nikki Snipes misses a three, the ball, I believe Spence misses a three, next possession though, Nikki Snipes from deep, ball rims out. Next thing you know, Kadani goes down, hits a bucket, YSL, Back down the other court, miss, quick bucket. And the game and, and you end up the Tropics end up winning by nine points. So I gotta give it to YSL because I didn't think they would keep it that close. I really thought the size mismatch was just way too much. 
But it wasn't. They hung around. They fought hard. But not enough to take down the tropics. So looking at this side of the bracket, right? The left side of the bracket. Going into the playoffs. We really expected the tropics to be there. There's no denying it. We expected the best team to make it there. Again, talent, speed, size, inside, outside. They do it all. But I will will say this. Everyone wants to take down the tropics. TMS will have their shot in their semifinal matchup. This is a game for TMS, who they've all, I believe they also played in the regular season. But if they want to beat the Tropics, I think they got to slow down the pace. They can't get in a running match. And you got to play your best game. There's no denying that. You want to beat these guys, you got to play your best game. And especially your big three. Arumba, Jawan, Nick Tuma. They got to be on. They got to be on. They got to be on for the entire game. Jimbo will fight big time down low. Charlie will provide some great defensive minutes. Handsome Matt Jabor needs to hit a couple threes when he gets on the court. They got to be effective. They got to be efficient. If not, they're going to get run out of the gym. Because there's just way too much talent top to bottom for the Tropics to be messing around. Every possession, every possession matters. Especially this late in the season. Now, the other side of the bracket. Still sticking with the B division. Still, first round, pretty much chalk. Team Dirt. Obviously, the 11 seed had a terrible regular season. Just they just sneak into the playoffs at 500. Just couldn't get it going during the regular season between just not executing, never having a full team. But now late in the season, getting hot at the right time, both having Hags and RJ on the on the floor, a healthy, confident still being the general. Tim McCauley going bananas. Bobby Souls playing some defense. Unheard of. My man John Hickey. Hitting threes. Playing D. Talking smack. Dale playing great defense. Everybody is contributing. Everybody is doing their role. Me, I'm yelling my ass off on the sideline. Keeping these guys motivated. Positive. But their first game, 11 seed, take down number 6 seed, uh, the original Noodle Boys. And then they took on the Goodfellas, who, I'll be honest, going into this matchup, everyone's, the whole team, who who are the Goodfellas? Who are the Goodfellas? Oh, James Brady, Tom Cola. They got a big, they got this shooter. They got some talent, absolutely. But one thing I told the guys, I don't think this team was tested during the regular season. I don't think this team 
played many good teams, and that's why they're towards the top of the B division. Again, that's no disrespect to them. But I knew going into this game, they didn't play a team with the caliber, the dominance of Team Dirt. And Team Dirt was not intimidated. Team Dirt was not scared. And I would say as the, the general manager of Team Dirt, we probably pulled off what what may be the most disrespectful win in Leewood history. Now you're saying disrespectful. What the hell happened? What the hell happened that, you know, was so disrespectful? Well, I'll tell you what happened. Most of the team pregame went out to celebrate good friend, teammate, John Hickey's engagement. So, of course, you know, we went to Smokehouse, a couple wings, empanadas, buffalo chicken dip, beer, alcohol. The drinks were flowing. Everyone was feeling good. Everyone was having a good time. We get to House of Sports. The beers continue to flow. Uh, I got I to gotta blame Brian Kelly for this one. Guy hasn't been to any Team Dirt games. Comes to a little celebration. Says, oh, I'll bring beer to the court. Great. So, Team Dirt gets to the court. Good percentage of the guys continue to drink. And here I am. Here we go. We're about to, fucking, we're about to get our asses kicked. I'm going to get run out of the gym because half the team's drunk. And that's how it's going to end. And everyone's going to point their fingers at general manager Dirt saying, how do you let your team drink before the game? Well, I said, you know what? I got confidence in my guys. I got faith in my guys. Sober, drunk. They're going to go out there. They're going to they're gonna play their asses off. And you know what? They played calm. A lot of turnovers. Probably had to do with, you know, a couple beverages. But they were confident. They had an attitude. I think one of the kids on the Goodfellas told Sill he can't go left. Sill erupted. Ended up going left, diming Hags or RJ down low. Then did some wild stomping celebration. I don't know what the hell that was. I've never seen Sill talk that much shit. In my life, but I loved every second of it. So now because of that, there's got to be beer at every game. But take down Goodfellas, who they fought hard. They were hitting some clutch threes at the end. We weren't making free throws. They're hitting clutch threes. Tom Caller with a chance at the buzzer. His three looked good, man. I'm on the sidelines. I see the release. Looking at the arc. I said, oh no. Would have been the most devastating way to end that game. Thankfully, misses Team Dirt advances. Seriously, I I, I nearly shit myself when when he shot that ball. Wide open. Because of a previous miss. Everyone's scrambling for the ball. People lose their guy. Team Dirt advances, though. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. 
also on that side of the bracket. Again, I don't think you could call this an upset, but YGFT took down Yonkers Fire. And going into this game, I thought it was really a nightmare matchup for YGFT because of the size of Yonkers Fire. Look at a guy like Davey Scott. There's nobody that, that that's close to that man's size. YGFT has a big, not the greatest big, let's be honest. But overall, these uh, Yonkers Fire, pretty strong, pretty big team. But when you got a team that has Walter King, it's absolutely phenomenal. James Morales, tremendous player. Dom Arena. Daddy DeLukes. Who, by the way, quick shout out to DeLuca, becoming a father soon. Becoming a father, sniping on the court and off the court from the corners. Don't leave this man open. But Walter King, Dom, DeLukes, James. They made it happen against Yonkers Fire. They had the game plan. They were rolling until, of course, they played Team Dirt. This was a great semifinal matchup, high scoring. 94 to 88, something like that. Real NBA-style game. But Team Dirt finally got their revenge on YGFT after their regular season bout. Where, honestly, that game, YGFT, I don't think they missed from three. I mean, they did, but... They must have had 17 threes. It, it was a, a shooting clinic. And at, at the start of this game, both teams exchanging baskets. Dom Arena hitting his first two threes from the logo. I say, here we go again. We're going to have to shoot really, really well tonight. DeLuca, DeLuca hitting them from both corners. And of course, Walter. Walter King made some of the most, some of the hardest threes that I, I have ever seen anybody in my life make. And I got to give credit to my man, Dale. Because Dale was basically in Walter's pants. I mean, that's how close Dale was without fouling Walter. Which, a couple questionable calls. Walter shooting three, getting three fouls. Three foul shots a couple times in this game. But Dale was literally on him. And this man was cashing out every single time. Every single time. It, it was unbelievable. And I went up to Walter after the game and he said, man, I was feeling it. He, he freaking was feeling it. Unbelievable performance by Walter King. But not enough. And I think the, the difference maker here was Team Dirt size. YGFT didn't have their big. They had no answer for Hags and RJ. No answer for Hags and RJ. I mean, at one point, Dom Arena was trying to guard RJ in the post down low. And that's no disrespect to Dom. Dom, I know you listen to the podcast. I'm not I'm not trashing you. I'm not talking bad about you, Dom. None of that. All love here. But come on. Look at the size difference. Size difference. RJ's about double the weight. 
of Dom. I know Dom's been packing some muscle. Kid's arms look a little bit bigger. Not as big as Charlie Jabor. But I mean, come on. That's no matchup. And, and I truthfully think the effort that Dom had to put for that for the, the, the amount of time that he was on RJ exhausted him. I would never want to fight for position down low against RJ. Never. So I could only imagine how much energy it took Dom. I think that that took him a little bit out of the game. Got wore him down. And as always, can't talk about Team Dirt without talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Tim McCauley. Who once again was absolutely different. There was probably a five to seven minute stretch where Tim did not miss. And when I mean did not miss, he didn't hit the rim. Straight cash, swoosh. Every single time. And when Tim's shooting like that, and RJ and Hags are fighting low, getting buckets, and Dale is playing lockdown D, Sills diamond it, Hickey's hitting threes, playing good D. Team Dirt's a real freaking tough team to beat. And another shout out I got to give for Team Dirt, Bobby Souls. Me and Bobby, I would say, have a love-hate relationship. A lot of love. Hate's a strong word. I, I, I never hate Bobby. A lot of love, though. But you're probably used to me ripping Bobby. And I'll, I'll peel back the layers in our, in our group chat. I'm always telling Bobby, you know, I'm always going after Bobby, giving him a little something. You know, whether it's, you know, him asking what time the game is when we said it 30 times in the chat, or... You know, in the middle of a playoff run, he's trying to make contract deals to to go play with the Tropics. So all the, all those little things they add up. But I gotta give Bob, Bobby some credit on a bum ankle and everything. Bobby Souls played defense. Let me repeat myself. Bobby Roll, Bobby Souls played defense, probably for the first time ever. Bob, I know you're probably listening to the podcast. You're going to text the group, Joe Dirt, you're so foul. How are you going to disrespect me like that? Bob, I'm not breaking news to anybody here. You never play defense. But when you do, when you extend those long-ass arms that nobody even knew you had because you never put them out, good stuff happens. Some clutch steals from Bobby. Some solid boards. Pushing the ball up front. Couple hard finishes at the rim. It's a difference maker, Bobby. Really helped change momentum of this game. Fired everyone up. So, Bob, please continue to play some freaking defense. So Team Dirt advances. They're back to where they belong. They're in the championship for the first time since the summer. Just two seasons ago. But again, it feels like forever. Feels like forever because of how many games, all the overlapping. Team is finally clicking. Team is finally gelling. 
love on and off the court. To say we're excited to play the Tropics or TMS is an understatement. And this team's going to be ready. So again, TMS versus Tropics in the semifinals. They will play Team Dirt in the championship for the B division. All right, on to the C division. I think the C division was a lot less chalk. More surprising results, in my opinion, for the C bracket. And you're going to call me crazy. But I really think the biggest surprise here is that the number one seed, Tuckahoe's finest, is just one win away from the championship game. I think it's a huge surprise. Tuckahoe, if you're listening, you're probably saying, what the hell's wrong with Joe Dirt? If you're not on Tuckahoe's team, you're probably saying, what the hell's wrong with Joe Dirt? What's Joe Dirt talking about? You're tweaking. You're crazy. Tuckahoe hasn't played a single playoff game, I believe. And if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I apologize. They have not played a single playoff game without their big. And they have narrowly escaped both of their playoff games. First game against Rip City. Second game against Halal Guys. Narrowly escaped. Could have went down to Rip City. Could have went down to Halal Guys. Shout out to the Halal Guys. Had a hell of a year. Shout out to Chewy, Mason's boy. Forgot the guy that got hurt, but I hope he's all right. We, we, we send our wishes, best wishes, healthy recovery. But man, Tuckahoe without their big, they have not been playing well. And I'm shocked that they, that they were able to get to one win away from a championship here. And that's what's scary because I, I assume now for the semifinal matchup, And the finals, he will be there for both. So that's going to be tough on no matter who makes it against them. But I've been shocked that they've figured out a way to get by without their big. Another surprise. The Eastchester Eagles taking down the Harrison boys, a.k.a. Rec Squad. Big Nooch flexing all over the court, all over Rec Squad. Almost broke my camera with his flex. Same side of the bracket. Team freaking Heeb. Team Heeb, the 11 seed, still alive, playing in the semifinal matchup against Tuckahoe's finest. Chance, winner, goes to the final. Team Heeb. I'll never forget Team Heeb's first game ever in Leewood. They went, they went up against... I don't think their name was Dying Breed at the time. But Daryl played with these guys for that one game. And I think I think Team He lost by about 60 points. And that was the last time that we let Daryl play with, with that team in the city, obviously. But Team Hebe has made a tremendous turnaround. And here they are in the semifinals against Tucko. And what's most surprising about this, and this is going to be very selfish of me, Joe Dirt, the camera guy, me, the guy on the mic right now, scored a career-high 29 points against Team Heap. How can't you figure out how to beat these guys? Granted, I may have leaked out for most of them, maybe all of them, 
ran around a lot. The Deliwood team, we still lost by 10. I think the final score was 79-69. But this caught me to surprise. I thought the Irish boys, I thought they were going to run them out of the gym in the first round. Maybe it was a little tough on Shane Hogan because he had played a B game right before, so he had no more legs to get the boys going, get them riled up, get them fired up. But I am so surprised. With Team Heap. Again. Joe freaking Dirt. Scored 29 points again. I think that they're definitely beatable. And they're going to have a really tough matchup. Against Tucko. Really, really tough, tough matchup against Tucko. And shout out to TJ on Team Heap. TJ had 24 points in the first half. He's a bucket from three. Don't leave him open. He could get to the hoop too. Don't leave him open. Very deceiving, good player. So that's one side of the bracket. That's a C1 portion of the bracket. Now on the other side, some more surprises. Troz took down the Jammers. Tony Rigova took down his teammate, Matt Rowan. And then the Troz took down Dirty Mike and the boys. Which I was very surprised about. Troz didn't have a great year. Not a deep team. Tony Rigova, obviously the engine of this squad. Anaconda Bonilla, big role player. But Tony needed some help against Big Jelly and just couldn't get it. Couldn't get the help that he needed from his teammates to take down Big Jelly. So that's where that Cinderella story ended. But speaking of Cinderella story, and I think they're always a Cinderella come the playoffs. Twerk Nowitzki. First getting by Bass Pro Shops. Then NB and Company. When Sheamus and Jack are on the court together, they are such a tough team to beat. Now, I will say this. I don't know what Jack's health status is for their next matchup against G-Unit. Last time I saw last time I saw Jack at House of Sports was this past week. Jack was in a walking boot. Hurt himself playing some uh, pickup hoops at the park. Now, see him in a boot about a week ago. I'm going to assume that Jack will be out. Assume. Don't know. Could be wrong. I'm no doctor. High ankle sprain, mild sprain. I don't know what the hell it is. Just saw the kid in the boot. If Jack can't play and it's only Sheamus, it's going to be a tough matchup against G-Unit. Who I think they're good. I think G-Unit's good, but I don't think they're great. If Jack was healthy, or if he's healthy, with Sheamus, the two of them could take down G-Unit, no problem. No disrespect to Samir and the rest and the rest of the gang. 
think you guys are a good team. You're not a great team. In the final stunner for the C Division overall, I thought, TBD losing to Squan Squad. Squan Squad, bunch of great kids. No denying that. Schilling, Danny Rock, Cedor, AJ. They played their best possible game when it mattered most. And TBD played their worst possible game. No, according to rumors, I did some research, did some digging. Griff was feeling a little under the weather for that matchup. Had trouble getting up and down the court. I didn't buy that excuse, though. Did a little did a little further investigating. Wanted to be well-rested. Quote, well-rested for upcoming trip to Nashville in a couple of weeks. I don't blame the kid. Big trip coming up. Don't know if it's true. Just letting you know what I'm being told. What the sources inside the organization are saying. So, here we go. Tuckahoe Team Heeb, who's winning? Team Heeb's on an incredible roll. But if Tuckahoe's big is back, they're going to have no answer. Because the inside-outside just becomes ridiculous. A lot less pressure on Jay. And the entire team. Ball doesn't always have to be in the guard's hands. Big, big, big difference. So I think Tucko goes to the championship game. And they will play the winner of Big Jelly G Unit. Which just has rivalry written all over it. Riverdale written all over it. But I'm going with my boy Bot. And Big Jelly in this one. I'm drinking my smart water while I'm recording this podcast. Big Jelly will take down G-Unit. And if G-Unit doesn't get by. If G-Unit does not get by. And Twerk gets by. Somehow. And Jack ends up playing. That Big Jelly Twerk game is going to be epic. Coach Bill basically coached all of Big Jelly. He definitely is going to game plan against him. And knows the perfect way to stop Anthony Jabor. Knows the perfect way to stop Nick Tuma. It'll be interesting. But in the end, I still have Tucko winning it all. In the B division, Team Dirt. They await the winner of TMS Tropics. Arumba. The rest of the Riverdale boys. Jimbo. I love you guys. I just don't think you have enough in you to beat the Tropics. Tropics, Team Dirt, championship. Again, we talked about the A division briefly, right? Wakanda, they win They win a big one. They take on primetime. FMB, Uptown Basketball, Chasers are waiting. I think this is a year for primetime. I really do. Walter, Arumba. Team, this team is built for a championship and it has to be this season and if it's not this season I hate to say it I got some concerns with primetime in their future 
I got some concerns because the level of competition it's at a it's at a high right now in Leewood. But man, come summer, this competition's gonna reach a whole new ceiling, especially in the A division. Especially with the potential eight thousand dollar cash prize. This is the year for prime time to do it. Now, before I go, a quick a few quick reminders. Sill will be away for the next week. All right, I'm recording this podcast on Saturday, the 29th, depending on when you're listening to it. All right, Saturday, the 29th. Sill will be gone, I believe, Sunday to Friday. So if you're trying to contact Sylvia and he isn't ignoring you, he is away. I know most of you are probably like, well, I try to contact him when he's at House of Sports and he still doesn't answer me. Well, eh, you got a good point. You're not wrong, but he's away. So don't be blowing up the kid's phone. Big bachelor party, big cruise, kid's going to kill it. I'm sure next week's podcast will have some ridiculous new rankings and some great stories that you're going to want to hear. Rather than the basketball talk that you've heard for the last 40 minutes here. I apologize for putting you to sleep. So if you have a question, you're unsure of something, reach out to Joe Dirt, reach out to Mason, reach out to Rowan, or just DM the Leewood basketball page. Okay, and if, if you're listening for the first time, I don't know where you've been, why this is the first time you're listening. And you don't already follow the Leewood Basketball page on Instagram. Check us out on Instagram at Leewood Basketball. We'll, we will continue to be posting updates. As you could see, a lot of updates about who free agents, who's available for the spring. Also, you'll notice, speaking of spring, team deposits are due. Get that money in or you will not be playing this season. Get the money in or you will not be playing this season. You will not be a part of Westchester's top adult basketball league. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you check out the rest of the playoffs, the final stretch here of Leewood basketball. Check it all out at House of Sports. As always, see you guys soon, and thanks again for listening.